Hi, everybody. Thank you for joining me on this week's Homeowners Be Aware podcast. I'm going to try something a little different today. Instead of having a guest, I'm going to be the guest myself, and I want to share a couple of stories that have happened to me as a homeowner. And the hope is that when you hear these things, even though one of them is kind of a a sad reflection on me, it will make you realize you don't want these things to happen to you. And if they do, at least you'll plan for them. So I think you'll find today's program pretty interesting. I'm George Siegel, and this is Homeowners Be Aware, the podcast that teaches you everything you need to know about being a homeowner. One of the things I want to talk about today is how many of you have gotten a generator for your house. Now, when we moved to Florida back in 2017, that was a must-have for us because not having one to me and being in an area where you can get hit by hurricanes and then spend days or weeks without power was a very unattractive uh, possibility. So we shopped around, we ended up getting a generator, and, and, and I think it's a pretty good one. I'll, I'll share the name of the company because my story is not to be a bad reflection on them. It, it's more of a reflection on why you have to ask more questions, and that would be uh, we have a Generac generator, and um, we've had a great experience with it. When we bought it, we got what I thought was a pretty fair deal, and it came with a five-year warranty. That is all I knew about the generator, nothing else. I didn't know about what comes after that five years. I didn't know any other maintenance things that needed to be done, any problems. So that's how we started out this relationship. So every year they would come out once a year and they would service the generator, which is very important to do because you want to check the spark plugs and check how everything's working, check the battery to make sure everything's working properly because you want it to be working when when those few times pop up when you actually need it. So they came out and did that for five years. Now flash forward to the sixth year when they came out, I had never asked how much each service was after the warranty or the five years that were part of the sales uh, plan, how much those cost. And I was surprised to find out it was $359. Now, again, in the scheme of things, if you have a generator and your goal is to be protected when there's a a big storm, that's not something you're going to balk about. But still, when you're buying a house and you're budgeting for things, you need to plan for the fact that every year you're going to be spending $359 after the free maintenance runs out to keep your generator in good condition because there's no point in having it if it's not in good condition. So that was one area where I kind of screwed up. The other one, and this one really caught me off guard, they said, oh, by the way, at 25 hours, you need a valve adjustment and then I think it's around three or 400 hours you need a valve adjustment. And that's another three to $350 servicing that only comes up at 25 hours and then, and then much later. It took us a, long, a lot of years to hit the 25 hours because we have been very lucky so far. But that's another thing that you have to budget for because when that pops up, all of a sudden you've got to have that three, $350 to, to spend for that. So when the guy was out here doing that, I asked him, oh, by the way, what are these uh, keys for that you guys gave us? And he goes, oh, you need to, to open it every now and then. And, and uh, I go, why? Why would I ever need to open this thing? To me, it's like a car. I would just take it into the dealer, except in this case, I, I would have them come out. And I said, if this thing ran for more than a couple of days, would I be okay? And the guy looked at me and said, no, you would have to put oil in it. Now, this is the part that kind of makes me look like an idiot because I had no idea that I ever had to put oil in it. So we could have had a major hurricane, the generator would have run for a couple days after the storm, and then it would have just burnt out. Now, I don't necessarily blame them. Like I say, I've had a great experience with this company. 
But I should have known that. I should have known those keys that they gave us, open the generator, and he showed me where the dipstick was and where you pour the oil in. I still have to buy the oil, but hurricane season is over. I should, I should have it anyway. But that's something I never thought about. So imagine needing it in your most desperate time and not having a clue that it's like an engine that keeps running. Now, a lot of you probably are, are chuckling going, what a, what a moron, how does he not know that? I don't have to worry about that with my cars. I get them serviced regularly, so it's not a problem. In this case, you need to ask questions. So what's the moral of this story? You need to ask a lot of questions. If somebody's setting up a generator or they're setting up a hot water heater or they're setting up um, any kind of system in your house, make sure you ask maintenance questions. Ask, how am I supposed to take care of this? What's the cost of taking care of it going to be? And then try to get an idea of what it will cost if you have to replace things on it. Not knowing the answers to these questions can be a, a, very, experience, uh, a very expensive process, and you certainly don't want to get caught off guard because when it's something that is as important as a generator, you really can't afford to be without it. The other story I wanted to share, and, and I've had a lot of bad luck with this, is when people come out to actually do work at your house and fix things. We had a problem where there was a, a, a water leak that was dripping into the house and then, co then coming downstairs. Now, this was a, a concern for me because, first of all, why is that? This, this was a fairly new house. So I called three different roofers to get estimates on uh, what it would cost to fix this. One guy gets out of his truck. He walks over to the front of the house. He looks up at the roof. And he goes, that'll cost you $2,500 to fix. And I said, $2,500 to fix what? And he goes, the, the, where the water's leaking. I said, you, how can you even see the water leaking from down here? You're on the ground. The water leak is up there. If you ever hire or, or are getting an estimate from a roofer to come out and, and bid a job for you and they don't go on the roof, don't use them. I don't know how they could be on the ground and pinpoint a leak and it turned out we were able to get the guy that originally did the roof to come out and they found a problem that they had created when they were doing it where they didn't do the flashing properly right in, in a corner spot. But you couldn't see that from the ground. So if I had paid this guy $2,500 to fix who knows what, he never would have found this if he didn't go up there and spend time testing it to see what the actual problem is. And that's the problem we all face. When you, when you want to get an estimate or you want to get something fixed, you, maybe you're giving too much credit to the person coming out and assuming they're going to, number one, know what the problem is, and two, know how to fix it at the best price. That's why you want to get more than one estimate. I always recommend getting three. And then checking on the company. And there's a lot of great resources for that. You can use Nextdoor. You can use uh, Yelp. But see what that company gets as far as ratings and reviews. And, and sure, every now and then they're going to get a bad one. Anybody that does business might have a bad experience. But did they come on and respond to it? I've seen some uh, trades that come on there and they just are angry back at the customer saying it was the customer's fault. I don't really know if I want to deal with that kind of situation. I want somebody that handles that with a little more finesse, maybe explains their side of the story. And then you understand that, yeah, they could have been working for a real a-hole and it might not have been their fault or they might just be terrible at customer service. Either way, you wanna make sure it's not something that affects you and that you've done your homework. So anybody that you come out, do your research, find out who they are. Some of the sketchiest ones I've heard stories about lately, especially here in Tampa, are pool builders where people have given them money up front and the pool builder just was jo jockeying jobs uh, from one to the other and they ended up getting uh, ripped off and a lot of people were ripped off by uh, some pool builders around here, 
roofers. I've also heard some stories where, where people have done poor jobs. There's a lot of great people in these professions. Some people build amazing pools and, and there's roofers that do an excellent job. Just mentioning that as, as a couple of examples, if it's an electrician, I've had electricians come out here and gotten a, a range of a few thousand dollars on a job. Don't always take the lowest bid. Sometimes the lowest bid is that person is available and doing it for that price for a reason. Or sometimes the higher bid ones are just overcharging you. So you definitely want to do your homework. Don't go into these things blind because um, you know you, you feel like there's a target on your back when you're a homeowner and you want to do everything you can to improve your chances of getting the best deal. Now, I always say every week at the end of the podcast, if you have a story, good or bad, about homeownership, I'd love for you to fill out the contact form in the show notes. Reach out to me. Let me know what that problem was. Maybe you can come here on the podcast and talk about it so other people can learn from your mistakes. I, I have dozens more I could share um, of mistakes that, that I've made over the years. And generally, when you make a mistake, it, it, do you learn from it or does it come back to bite you in the end? because you didn't fix something properly, you didn't get a permit to fix it, you took the lowest bidder. There's a lot of different things that, that come up in a job. And as the person who owns that home, you wanna make sure you get the best quality work and you also wanna make sure you get it at the best price possible. So definitely fill out that contact form. Let me know what issues you might have had with your house, good or bad. Maybe you were in a big storm. I'd love to hear from you and share it on the podcast. Thank you so much for listening today. I'll see you next time.